Hi, I'm Kristen, and you're listening to A Public Church Podcast. We'd love to connect with you through our social media at A Public Church or through our website, publicchurch.com. Thanks for listening. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Wasn't that good today? Oh, I love that song. Um, As God was kind of preparing this night, um, that song was one of the songs that just really resonated um, just about His promises and that they are true. And so I love that we got to to lead into that tonight, into this talk, um, as I find the scripture. Um, so first of all, I'm excited to be with you guys um, tonight. Those of you um, that I might not know, my name is Whitney Stevenson, and um, I have the privilege to serve here at Public Church in many different ways. Um, but one of my favorite ways is I get to be on the Flourish leadership team. And I just want you to know that you have been prayed over why am I going to cry? I don't know. Um, you have been prayed over and thought of, and um, we have been anticipating tonight. Um, we were able to gather last night and just kind of set up some things, um, and we we just prayed over this space. And so I, if anything tonight, I hope that you feel the Lord. I hope you feel loved. I hope you feel the presence of Jesus tonight, because This is our first event um, since COVID, and it is just exciting to be with a group of women. Um, And so just want to set that precedent tonight that we are thankful, so thankful that you are here. Um, And so tonight the theme, can somebody tell me the theme? I have no door prize to give out, but what's the theme? Fighting to flourish. Yes, thank you. So when you hear this, um, what, what do you think of? Maybe somebody shout it out. Overcoming your enemy. You've been doing that today, right, Annette? That's what you said. Anybody else? Being brave. Yes. All right. Anybody have any negative thoughts? I might be the only one in this. Yeah, things are hard. Um, and so I have a song that fits this perfectly. That's, um, and I just, I'm going to get Cameron to play it for us. It's by Lecrae and it's called Drown. So let's listen to just a clip of it. Not yet. Ready? That song just makes me want to dance. I don't know. Um, but the lyrics of it is talking about drowning. And to me, when I heard the term fighting to flourish, it was negative at first for me. It was this constant feeling of trying to get up and get up and you're never surfacing. You're never making it. And I think this season has been tough and it's been hard and there's been a lot of unknowns. And so how could we even prepared for COVID? How could we even prepared for the, pan- the pandemic? And so if you've been like me, those were my first thoughts um, of fighting to flourish. Or you could have been like this by Kelly Clarkson. Come on, ladies. 
Thank you, Cameron. Give it up for Cameron. <laughs> I don't know about you, but that takes me back to some middle school, high school days and between some boyfriends, and I would just play that song, you know? So I had to go back to it. Um, but this idea of fighting to flourish makes you stronger. It has made you braver. It has made you fight. And so one thing I know is we're going to always be fighting to flourish. Um, we have to fight for our minds and we have to fight for our hearts. And so one thing that I just want to do really quick um, is there is a person in my life that I have seen that has fought really well in this season. Um, you guys know her as Jade Morgan and I know her as J-Mo. So Jade, will you come up here for just a minute, please? Can we, can we give a hand to Jade? I should have probably told you not to stand in the back, but I'm sorry. You have an oh yeah, she does have an injury. I'm doing this really because she fell at my house, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, those of you that might not know Jade, she leads our Flourish team. But not only that, um, some of you have probably met with her. You might be in her community group. She pours into women. And in this season of COVID, I have seen her fight I have seen her struggle well, but I have seen her dive into the word more than anything. And that has been challenging to me. That's been challenging to our team. I've seen her come alongside women who thought they had COVID and sat in the car with a mask on to protect them and to be with them. She's been a friend. And so I just, we want to honor you tonight. That's something, a part of our culture that we want to create and always create of knowing that we are for other women. We are for you and we want to celebrate what you're doing and what, um, so let's just give her some, some class. I love it, Annette, hands up. Yes, so Ellie's got something for you. Yes, bring it up to her. Yes, so we love you, Jade. Thank you for all you do. Now, yes. <laughs> now you gotta, yeah, now you gotta put some more makeup on. Um, so, to kind of get into what um, I really wanted to talk about uh, tonight, as I began studying and seeking Jesus on really what tonight was going to be about, God kept bringing me back to something. Um, this pandemic has made me realize um, I need Jesus more than ever and that we're in a battle and a fight for our hearts. And sometimes what comes out of our hearts is not really pretty. <laughs> I would say a lot of us have asked the question, why? Why, God? Why did the pandemic happen? Why has COVID been here? And I can't answer that, but what I do know is that God's truth and that God, nothing comes to him by surprise and that God knows things and that nothing is done without him knowing. And I know that he's been working in me and I hope he's been working in you. And I've heard stories of how God has been working in you. And so I believe that he is revealing the inner post, innermost parts of our hearts and that's my heart that's your heart and, that, and I think it's hard I think when we start to realize what God is doing in our hearts and we find out that it's ugly and so tonight the question I want us to face is will we face what is being revealed in our hearts even when it's ugly so Todd challenged us a few a uh, few series ago that's how I like to think of it I couldn't really remember um, what, what the series title was sorry Todd um, and it's kind of stuck with me uh, we prayed Psalms um, 139 23 through 24 and as we prayed this prayer he challenged us to get on our knees and pray it and something shifted in my heart as I began to, to pray that prayer 
daily and pray that prayer even on that Sunday. And at our, our world at that point um, in the series had not only been hit by the pandemic, it had also hit, been hit by the tragic death of George Floyd. I saw that our world began to become divided and our hearts were being revealed in that. And so tonight I want us to just pray that prayer. I want us to pray Psalms 139, 23 through 24. So if you have your Bibles and you wanna open to it, if you have your Bible app, if you wanna get on your knees, whatever, let's just pray that prayer tonight and let God speak to us and speak to our hearts. So it says, God search me and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting, amen. And so in January, um, I started the book of John. And I'm gonna say I just finished it yesterday. That's a long time. <laughs> and I, uh, but it was my first time to ever really study the word as far as I read all of it through, then I got a commentary, read it through again, and then I've read it again and I've just journaled on my own. And so it's been really good for me. And um, God has revealed a ton through that, even with what we're going through right now, just seeing um, how Jesus walked on earth and how he responded to people. It's been really good um, for me. And so um, if you're not sure um, who Peter is, um, he is one of the disciples throughout Jesus's life. He walks closely with him. He becomes, um, like I said, his disciple. He becomes one of his closest um, people, his closest friends. And so you might know this story, but when Jesus was being crucified, Peter denied even knowing him. Now, I think we can um, identify with Peter. He was in the middle of chaos. One of the biggest events in his life, his heart was revealed. He chose fear and chaos, and that's why he denied knowing Jesus. He feared for his life. And so our world, in this situation, we have our world has become upside down. We have been in chaos, maybe I'm the only one, but I feel like we've been in some chaos here. Um, things have changed, we've become very uncomfortable. We have to wear masks in a lot of places so we feel distant, we feel isolated. And so I'd like to think our world has been flipped upside down. Some of you have lost your jobs. Some of you have experienced having COVID. Some of you um, have lost someone from COVID and those are big things. Some of us, like I said, feel isolated from go COVID. And our life has just really been affected. Um, I think I could keep going by naming more and more things. Some of, we, some of you have kept your jobs, some of you have lost your jobs, and it's just really affected a lot of us. And it has placed us um, with being uncomfortable, like I said, and has placed us with fear. And I think really the pandemic has just caused some chaos. Anybody else feel it? Mm-hmm, that's right here. Mm-hmm, yeah, clap, Johnny, thank you. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I want to just land in John 21 really quick. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn there. And I'm just going to read just a little bit of it. I'm not going to read the whole chapter, um, but I'm going to read um, John 21, 1 through 4. And it says, After this, Jesus appeared again to the disciples, this time at the Sea of Galilee. This is how he did it. Simon Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, and, the, and his brothers, Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. Simon Peter announced, I'm going fishing. The rest of them replied, we're going with you. They went out and got in the boat, 
They caught nothing that night. When the sun came up, Jesus was standing on the beach and they didn't recognize him. And so just to set the stage, Jesus has already been crucified and he died on the cross. He defeated death through the resurrection and now he has began to appear to his disciples. In the beginning of the chapter, after Jesus' resurrection, Jesus meets the disciples where they are. You're gonna see that, we see that in Jesus' life throughout while he's here, that he meets us and he meets the disciples where they are. Um, and I think that's uh, one thing is he didn't, he didn't make them come to him. He came to them. So they were out fishing. He came to them on the beach. Um, and I think that can be a lot of times in our life that we, we feel like we have to come to him, but sometimes he's already there. He's just standing right there with us. Um, the fact that you are here tonight shows that Jesus has come to you, that Jesus um, is, is calling you and he's pursuing you. No matter how maybe you have handled the chaos of the pandemic or chaos of this season, God um, has, has pursued you and Jesus wants to meet us right where we are. I'm going to keep reading in John um, 21, 12 through 14. And it says, Jesus said, breakfast is ready. Not one of the disciples dared ask, who are you? They knew it was the master. Jesus then took the bread and gave it to them. He did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus had shown himself alive to the disciples since being raised from the dead. I love this part, and I'm actually reading from the message version, but I love it because um, he said, breakfast is ready. You know, it's like he sits with them and has breakfast and he's in no rush to go anywhere. He's, he wants to sit with the disciples because he knows their pain. He knows what they've been in. He knows the the fear and the chaos that they have felt the time that um, they didn't have Jesus with them. And so I just love this because I think it's a great example of how much he loves us and how much he's showing that he loves them. Um, and so let's keep looking at the disciples because in the midst of the chaos, they went back to what they knew. So they were called um, at the very beginning when, before, when Jesus called them to their disciples, they were fishing. So they went back to fishing because it's what they knew. It's what they were comfortable with. And so it wasn't a bad thing that Jesus, or that they went um, to, uh, to fish, but God was saying, hey, I wanted you to leave that. I didn't want you to do that anymore. I want you to come with me. I want you to follow me. I want you to follow me and I want you to disciple other people, build up churches. And so I think that's really key because I think sometimes when chaos happens and when life happens, we want to go back to what we know. We want to go back to what was comfortable. But sometimes God is saying, hey, no, come on, I got you out of that. I want you to come this way. I want you to come here. I want you to disciple people. I want you to show people Jesus. And so I think when I read this and I was like, whoa, it just resonated to me of how they went back to fishing, but that's not what God said. But I love how Jesus does it. He does it gracefully. He, he says, I made you breakfast, let's talk about it. I wanna share with you why I want you to follow me. And then he goes back um, and he, he, he pulls Peter farther on in the chapter and he just has a conversation with Peter. But one thing that he says um, later on, and he, he says, I want you to follow me. And he says, he asks Peter three times, do you love me? And Peter says, yes, I love you. He asks him again, do you love me? Yes, Jesus, you know I do. He asks him again. 
And I think that the three is a huge symbol because when Jesus was being crucified, Peter denied him three times. So the parallel is just amazing to me and it just shows me God's character and it shows me God's heart that even though we might have done this over here, Jesus is saying, that's okay. I'm still going to walk with you. I'm still going to take you where I want you to go. And so I think these last six months, God has been revealing our inner hearts. During that time, the disciples' hearts were revealed. They allowed fear to take over, to go back to fishing. And I think sometimes that's what we want to do. And I think God is revealing, at least he has been to me, what our inner heart is and how we respond when we're crushed, when we're pressed, when we're pushed, when we don't want to be, um, when we want to be um, comfortable, but God is asking us to be uncomfortable, when we have fear, when God is asking us to be strong. But what I think God is trying to say is I want you, Whitney. I want you, Brenda. I want you, Ginger. I want you to deal with the stuff that you don't want to deal with, the messiness, the stuff you want to hide but can't anymore. And let's deal with the heart. We need Jesus more than ever. We'll face, we'll face a lot of things, but will we face our hearts? Once we face our brokenness, then Jesus can begin restoring us. Once we realize what's going on in our hearts, we can begin to fix it. We can, can begin to see how we need to. And I just think this is something that's been really pivotal in my life and especially in this, in this season. Um, and I think in order for us to face our hearts, we need to ask some questions. We need to listen. We need to self-evaluate. And so one thing that I've been doing um, is asking these questions. How am I mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. I think we've been in a battle for sure for 2020. And can I get an amen? Yes, yes. I think when we expected 2020, this is not what we thought, right? <laughs> we said, and I was celebrating at Passion with how many people? 64? 64,000 people. I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then you get and you're like, you can't even get, you have to be with six people. You know, I mean, it's just like it. <laughs> I just, this is not at all how we thought 2020 would be. So we have been in a battle. And many of us have been fighting to flourish. You may have been the one that said, yes, I'm stronger because of it. And you may have been one saying, I am barely staying afloat. I'm barely staying above the waters. And what I need is I need Jesus. I need something to throw me a life vest. I need something to help me so I do not drown. And so for me, I felt like this is what God really placed on my heart to share with you ladies. I think it's practical. I think it's something that we can take away from tonight and evaluate is in asking ourselves these four questions because again, it reveals our heart. And so one thing that as I was praying, I just felt like, you know what, Lord, I'm asking you to do these things, but I can't ask you to do them if I'm not willing to share where I've been. And that's really hard because I'm sharing to a lot of people and being vulnerable, but I think that's what God is asking me to do and it might be healing for me. So tonight I just wanna share with you where I have been in this season, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. And so mentally, this is something for me that is a daily battle. And I'm probably gonna read a lot more <laughs> because it'll help me. Um, and if I get emotional or 
whatever, it'll help me. Um, <laughs> I've had to, to fight to take my mind captive. Um, when God was revealing my heart, I began to see it wasn't just a mind thing, it was a heart thing. I had to believe the truth, not just know the truth. I, I, know, I know what God's word says, but was I believing it? Do I believe it in this season when it feels like everything is flipped upside down, when everything feels chaos in my world? Do I believe God's character? Do I believe Him? And one thing I think that it's important that we fill our mind with truth um, because we can fill our minds with other things. We can fill our minds with people just talking to us. We can fill our minds with um, just journaling, but I think there always has to be the word with it. I think God wants to use, He wants to use this. This is real life, the Bible. He wants to use this to speak to us. And so something that I say, I have a lot of sayings, if you know me at all, you know, I kind of have, I call them mantras, but I kind of have these sayings. Um, and they're probably because of Todd. He's a very, like a one, you know, he's like, go, go, go. And he's a coach sometimes. So anyways, I've probably adapted it from him, but whatever. Um, so I'll say to help me fight the mind battle, I'll say, believe the best. Tell benefit of the doubt stories. God cares more about this, whatever that is, than I do. Struggle well. I got a bracelet for it. I love it. And that's probably one my big, my one thing. Embrace the journey. Anybody heard that? That was originally my thing, by the way. Not, not public churches, but that's okay. Um, those are just a few things um, to name. But I do think these are just like little nuggets of truth for me. You know, um, when I say believe the best, it's just about a person. If I don't know the story or I've heard this, I want to believe the best in her. I want to believe, believe the best in him. And then tell benefit of a doubt stories is the same thing. Is I want to tell a good story about this person. Because I think that helps retrain our brain to think positively of people because I think our brain can say lots of things. The enemy can say lots of things to cause disunity. And so if we tell benefit of the doubt stories, then we're speaking highly of that person or whatever in our brains. Um, I did wanna share, uh, when, it says, when I say um, God cares more about this than I do, I have used this a lot more probably since we've been in ministry because I like to think I have a lot of control over how public church operates. I don't. Um, or how people like public church or don't like public church. Or maybe we've said something that someone doesn't like. But God always reminds me, hey, Whitney, I care more about public church than you do. This is my church. And so it's been really good for me, especially in this season of um, as we're taking some stands and we're staying in the fight and we are struggling and we are going to choose to be on the right side and fight for injustices happening in our country and in our town, I'm going to say God cares more about public church than I do. And that's going to help me get through it. Emotionally, oh, where to start? Anybody just feel like, no, you just want to like melt? Uh, my friend Jade and I will say, we're crazy pants. We just feel like we're crazy pants. And so I just like, I can see Jade, she's going like this. <laughs> but that's what we say. Sometimes when we think about emotions, I feel like, oh, I'm just crazy. Um, and so Todd likes to ask me this question a lot. Like, hey, how are you emotionally? I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I think what it's helped me, sometimes I can't articulate how I'm feeling emotionally. Anybody there with me? Anybody? Yes, it's very hard. Um, 
And, and so what he's helped me identify is that it's okay that I can't. I think I'm wired that way. I'm a three. So I constantly am on the go. I constantly want to go from point A to point P. I want, I want to P? No, B. I go A to B. Um, and I want to achieve things. And so for me, I don't give myself time to think about anything. I don't give myself time to think about maybe how that made me feel or anything like that. And so I have to be really intentional about figuring out how I feel emotionally. Um, how do you feel in this season emotionally? And so the question that I ask is, what do I need to be emotionally healthy? I need authentic relationships. I need time for myself or with those that I love. And I need to establish and remind myself my purpose. Again, I said I was a three on the Enneagram. So to me, knowing my purpose and knowing that I can accomplish things is very good. Um, and so for me mentally, that, that helps me. And so I might mentally know what my purpose is, but I don't internalize what my purpose is. So there's a couple key things for me. It isn't everything. And, and um, it's hard for me to talk about. Remember, I said that already. Um, but most importantly, I have to open up. Um, I have to talk about it. And that's why I said when Todd asked me, I'm like, oh, but he knows that I need to just have some space to maybe talk about it. And he asked the right questions to get me talking about it. If I stay closed off, then my emotional struggles become then my mental struggles. Second, as strange as it may sound, which probably won't be to some of you in this area, I need to play pickleball. Anybody with me there? Cindy, mom, yeah, Arps, yes. Uh, we have a little pickleball community. If you want to be a part, let us know. It's so fun. We're hoping to get pickleball courts down there. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everybody go talk to Tom Bowler. I'm just kidding. Again, just kidding. <laughs> um, but I need to do something that's competitive. I need to do something that makes me win. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but pickleball is really good for me because it not only helps me... Um, play a sport, be competitive. I get to meet people that I might have not met normally. Um, there's, uh, it's a different, sometimes um, it's a different group of people every Thursday, Saturday, but it's so fun to me because I get to meet new people. The cool thing is I got to play with my mom and beat her. No, I'm just kidding. She's the, uh, she's the champ. Um, yeah, she's, uh, she's plays in the um, senior Olympics and everything like that. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be like my mom. Um, but I think either way, playing pickleball, I know that emotionally that is good for me. I need to be doing something competitive. I need to be, it's exercise for me. It is so fun. So again, come see me if you want to learn how to play. Actually, come see my mom. Uh, she'll teach you. Um, the next one it kind of leads straight into is physically. Um, so for me, I have two little kids, two, two babies. Well, they're not really babies. I have a one-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. And when I had Oliver, who's my one-year-old, one um, I realized that I wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't happy with the way I looked. I was really struggling with my body image. And um, to be honest, I've always struggled with body image. Um, since I was a little girl, it's always been something that has been really hard for me. And um, so in this, in this season, um, which happened to be through COVID, uh, I was just, um, feeling um, self-pity and really sad about the way that I looked and the way that I felt. And so um, on April 2020, I began taking a new approach. I was encouraged by my mom to find the why. Why did I want to be healthy? Because for so long in my life, 
weight has always fueled me. If I'm this certain weight, if I look this certain way, people are going to like me. That was always what had fueled me. And so this was my first time that I felt like really I, my mom asked me why. And I was like, I need to figure out why I want to be healthy. Not because I want to be this size or wear this pant size. It's like it was because I wanted to become healthy. And so um, asking this question helped reveal my motives and it helped really reveal my heart. So like I said, I've always struggled with body image. And what does that mean? It's I want to be accepted by people. And so my, one of my um, scriptures that I had was Galatians 1.10. And I brought my health journal, actually. And this is, not, this is not a pep talk. This is not a saying, hey, you need to eat healthy, anything like that. This is just where I have been. And I wanted to let you guys in on it. Um, and so my mom encouraged us to do like a health journal. And I started that. And um, I started on um, April 20. 20 and uh, it was Galatians 1:10, and it was for my seeking the approval of man or of God or my trying to please man if I were still trying to please man I wouldn't be a servant of God and so that was my why that was my motivation is that I want to please God I want to do this for me not for anybody else and so I began this health journey I had um, three friends going on with me one of them got to be my mom and few of the ladies are here and got to be on the health journey with me and I just think if you can have that that is accountability right there you have to say what you ate that day you know or I hey I actually cheated I had a you know a piece of cake but it's just still good to have that accountability so for me it was really beneficial knowing I was having those people walk with me and so I've just found that my um, when I started figuring out my why physically it helped me and it helped me become healthier and feel better. And my goal was to, to feel better, not just about myself, but about um, playing with my boys or um, not being so tired all the time um, and feeling more confident in who God created to, to me to be rather than what I looked like. So that was me physically and that's just where I've been in these last few months. Um, spiritually, this is one that I think for sure brings up heart issues as we look at that. Um, we really allow God to work in our life and it begins, He begins showing us things when we, we ask Him to look into our life when we say, how am I spiritually? We evaluate. Um, when I sat with Him and, and like I said, prayed Psalms 139, this is when I really felt like God was revealing things to me and I feel like He moved. Um, I need the word daily. I need Jesus and time with Him daily. So spiritually, that's what I need. Even when I don't feel like getting in the Word, I know that I need it. I need to be in it. I need to be with Him. And I think um, it's been a struggle. And um, if you're in, I think in any season of life, we can say that it's a struggle to be in the Word. Um, I think for me right now, having toddlers, and it is, it is hard to find time. But I think it has been so important. And do I do it right every time? No but I know that that's what I need. For me to be spiritually healthy, I need to be in the Word. Um, also, when I'm, I'm battling the mind and um, I'm trying to fight for truth and fight for what God is saying to me, I, I love worship songs. And so one of the songs that's been kind of like my fight song has been Defender by Jesus Culture. Anybody know it? Yes. Yeah, Anybody want to sing it? 
just kidding. Um, can you break where Cameron? Can you play that? No. Okay. I'm just kidding. All right. Um, but it's been really, really good. It's just helped me and it helps me get back into that perspective and, and change my mind and my focus um, to look at to look at what Jesus is doing, to look at the Lord and knowing that He has got it. Um, and so I think in this crazy journey of life, we need Jesus because we, we know that He's constant. And Jesus will change us, but I love this. Jesus does not change. So Jesus changes us, but Jesus does not change. Um, so I also, you know, I said earlier, I like to be in control. Yes. Um, and I know that this is something that I'm surrendering to Jesus when I say, hey, look at these things in my life. Look at these areas of my life. I need your help. When I see that I'm, um, I'm struggling in one of those areas, God usually reveals it in His Word, through prayer, through a song. God shows me, hey, this is, what, this is what's happening or this is what you need to be working on. And so one of the things I just want to challenge you with tonight is I told you I've been studying in John and um, I, I would encourage you, if you don't know how to study the Word, start in one of the Gospels. Um, and that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And um, if you don't know how to study the Word, you don't know even where to start. I just want to say, we want to help you. As a Flourish team, we want our women to know how to read the Word. So that is not a reason why you don't go to the Word, right? So if, if you have any questions, don't feel embarrassed. We've all been there. I want you to right now get out your phone and email us at flourish at publicchurch.com because we want to get with you. And we want, well, some of us, one of us will meet with you and teach you how to get in the Word because that is that important to know how to study Jesus. And so one of the things just as an action that I want us to do tonight is I want to ask you, how are you doing? If you could just sit here for a second. How are you doing? I'm sure a lot of us came in tonight probably with a chaotic week or maybe it's been a really great week and that's awesome too. Maybe you've had a death in the family. Maybe you've had someone that around you that you know that has gotten COVID. Maybe someone is sick and it's not necessarily COVID, but it's something different. How are you doing? How are you doing mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually? If you could rate that right now, what would it be in your brain? What would, you, what would those four things be? Just kind of mentally think about that. And then what steps do you need to take to become healthy in those areas? So I think one thing is God is not asking us to go back to the old habits, the things that made us comfortable. I think he's asking us to go, go to the, sometimes the uncomfortable things, which is revealing our inner, our inner hearts, the uncomfortable thing, which is meeting with someone when maybe we don't know if we should really meet with them, but hey, just meet with them and talk about Jesus. You know, he's asking us to do the uncomfortable things. And so one thing that I want us to do tonight um, to kind of close out is um, in your, it was going to be a circle, but in your squares, um, <laughs> can you, I want you to ask these questions. I felt like um, the Lord really pressed upon my heart is that women during this season have felt like well, at least I have, have felt isolated, have felt like they can't get in groups. Maybe you have a community group, but 
maybe you've not been able to really talk about how you are emotionally, physically, spiritually, or emotionally. And we have done this in the past and we have had pushback of women not wanting to share. And I get that, I do. But one thing that I think is when we start talking about it, it reveals things and it helps us. It puts people in our lives that can be, that can hold us accountable. So tonight, I encourage you, I, I ask you with, with everything, please, please share, even if it's just in one area, please open up and, and, and we've been praying for this and we hope that we see change and life change in you and that God moves in you. And so that's what I want us to do. And um, we're gonna end the night after kind of talking um, with new wine. I don't know if you've not heard this song, it is a beautiful prayer of surrender. And this song is just saying, God, I trust you even when I don't understand. Make new things come out of me. And so we're just gonna talk for a little while and then end the night and just and just really a surrender of saying, Jesus, I need you and I want you, please reveal my heart. And so I'm gonna pray for us and um, and I hope that there's some, there's some sharing of stories and um, some things happening tonight. So Jesus, I thank you for who you are. I thank you for um, just that you do reveal things in us and sometimes it's really hard to face that, but God, you are good and, and you walk alongside us in those things and we don't have to do this alone. And I thank you for just um, your word and I thank you for uh, what it says and how it changes us. And so I pray in these, this time, in this little small group time, God, I pray that we would be able to reflect how we're doing emotionally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Lord, that you would speak to these ladies. And God, I just thank you again for just this time. I thank you for tonight. I thank you for all the women here. And I pray that we would just honor and glorify you as we leave here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.